Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. This week we are also dealing with a very serious topic, um, violence against women specifically. And this is a topic that's very close to my heart. Um, so here it is, Married at 12, Child Brides in Our World Today. Right, so in matric, <laughs> we was it in matric or was it in grade eleven? We had to write a portfolio. No, it was in matric. Yeah, a portfolio piece for our history class about a world issue, whether it be far back in history or something very current that we saw as a like a problem. Um, and obviously that that leaves a lot up to writing. But what I chose to write about was child brides, specifically in India, and how like girls are specifically, yeah, because it is women who are the common victims who are being taken as brides at like the ages of 12 like minor 13. ages yeah and you would think like oh isn't that like a historical thing like that doesn't happen anymore like of course it doesn't and we are here to break that veil of illusion because as much as it is being slowly dismantled and slowly broken apart and things are being done it's not happening fast enough to the point where it's not happening at all it definitely is still occurring especially in places where there's less development mm. less education less reach of the outside world so yeah we're gonna go into a few different subcategories and we're gonna start with why it happens so child marriage is rooted in gender inequality and the belief that girls and women are inferior to boys and men it is made worse by poverty, lack of education, harmful social norms and practices, and insecurity. Its drivers vary between communities, and it looks different across the world. So, initially when we had this topic down, I had it down as child brides in India. But upon further research, I saw that it was a common problem, not only in India. Well, India is one of the bigger places, but... It's a global third world country mm, issue. Mm, yeah. So the reason, as was stated, of why, you know, specifically it would be happening in the third world country is because it has to do with education and finance and like economically where things stand. Because when, you know, generally the the proportion of, mental progress and economic stability is like directly proportional yeah it's because like when there's a lack of education and a lack of funds in terms of like financial the culture resources, is also kind of backward the culture does not develop and it's it stays very patriarchal it stays very rooted mm. in backwards ideas backwards norms and a lot of cultures of color Mm. in third world countries tend to be very patriarchal and because like we said of the the like the info said it was 
it usually happens in places where there's poverty, where there's lack of education, lack of access to resources. Yeah, things are still very culturally determined and that is why um, things like this still happen and why women are mainly the victims of these sort of crimes. So, so our main source here is Girls Not Brides, which is an organization dedicated to eradicating um, you know, child brides happening, child marriages happening. And they say that, so definitively child marriage is any formal marriage or informal union where both or one parties are under the, under 18 years of age. And it is rooted in gender equality because more likely than not, it's going to be girls. a little... <clears throat> that are the minors. Yes, as well as girls, not brides. Yeah. You know, um, girls who formerly marry or or cohabit as if married before the age of 18 are more likely to have early pregnancies, experience dangerous complications in pregnancy and childbirth, acquire HIV, and experience domestic violence. When a girl gets married, she is often expected to drop out of school to look after the home, children, and extended family. For the same reasons, and sometimes because of official school or national policies, it is difficult for married girls, pregnant girls, and young mothers to return to school. So, just let the phrase of married girl because and pregnant girl Yeah, we're sink talking in. about girls between the ages of... And I, I do not exaggerate when I say like 8 to 18 years old that yeah. are being married off. As soon as you like get your first your period. period so yeah. as soon as you're seen fit for like childbearing that's when you get and you're married, married off. off to a grown man a i'm not talking man. about yeah. you're married off to an 18 year old boy or a 20 year old boy i'm talking about they will pair you with someone that's like, like 45 yeah, 45 35 literal grown men that are to be your future husband and it is as disgusting as it sounds. Mm. I mean, the point of us talking about this is to root out the atrocity that it is. It's like making children that could be that person's child have a sexually, romantically intimate relationship. And there was something there that I want you to go back to. Mm. Quickly, I just want to scroll down. And it was like, so there's a paragraph here that says, when they marry as children, girls miss out on the developing skills, knowledge, and confidence they need to make informed decisions, negotiate, access paid employment, and live independent lives. With little access to education and economic opportunities, girls and their families are more likely to live in poverty. So this is basically like a vicious cycle of continuing this lack and this and this, this this thing that happened because you're like okay, and keeping so, women in a in a position where they of like can't get out yes yeah. and they yeah. can't get out because when you're taking these girls away from their development as human beings and taking resources away from them you're keeping them in a state of constant dependence mm. so they go from depending on their parents to depending on a man and it never gets better and these are still like in your formative years when your brain is developing yeah we're not talking about like oh when you're like 21 and you're like depending on a man for financial assistance no we're talking this is about like when you're a child and you should still be living with your parents you're basically and like, taught that you cannot live without this man yeah so it's also something that happens in poverty because people believe that there is no better 
their child has no what was it called their child has no prospects that mm. are better than this it's like and that's why it's mostly <clears throat> women sold into these things because if you if in these you know in these cultures it's seen like if you have a son that's a great asset to the family and they can do everything their their opportunities are limitless because they don't like you know have a little it's space and pocket, pocket in their body yeah, to it's have very a baby gender role based mm. it's like the the men go out and work the sons are grown up to and they can get educated to learn to be educated mm. to go and provide for their families to become independent of their immediate and families. then a woman is a liability yeah the woman is meant to be the childbearer the house the home maker the one that stays at home not really prioritizing education mm. not really pi- prioritizing independence because that's not her role in the family unit it's it, it's extremely backwards it's like going back to basics in terms of feminism and that's why i say it occurs where there is a lack of education and that leads into the next thing we're going to talk about where it says where does child marriage happen yeah so according to plan international organization uh, child early and forced marriages or unions are a global problem across many different countries cultures religions and ethnicities Early marriage and forced marriage is highest in sub-Saharan Africa, where 38% of girls become child brides. And it might sound like a small figure, but like that is 38% of millions. Yeah, 38% of the entire population of girls. So that's the, still girls. millions. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, just a few here and there. Like, no. Even if it was that, let's let go of the mindset yes. that because it's not enough of a statistic we shouldn't care about it even if it was one percent there is one person out there that is struggling there shouldn't be a sense of oh well it's not a million people so Mm. it doesn't matter that's not how it Mm. works over here but anyway actually really 38 percent is a huge figure in terms of talking about millions so yeah it goes on in south asia 30 percent experience early marriage Latin America is twenty five percent. Well, Latin America and the Caribbean, in middle in the Middle East and North Africa, rates are at seventeen percent, and then in Eastern Europe and Central Asia at eleven percent. And Eastern Europe refers to like Russia. Yeah, like the countries on the border, like border. kind of previous Soviet Union. Like yeah, communist so countries. it's like, where in there did we see Europe? Where in there did we see America? We didn't. Because of the fact that in the developed world, whatever mm. you want to say, there's more of an, a mindset of morality, of minority, of there's legal implications yeah, legal in terms implications. of... In these countries, it's not illegal. But also, well, let, me ju- actually, let me just say, let me just say something. I don't think that like Europe and America, well, the West in general would... Like, I don't think it's it's under them to do something like that. They would 100% do something like this. But because of um, colonization and colonialism and stealing all of our resources and furthering their economies and getting to a place of developing education to a tertiary and higher and whatever, whatever level, their civilizations are at a different point. Yeah. But I don't ever want to give them credit for being more developed because that development is built on the bones of third world nations. Yeah, we're definitely not here to slander the third world countries that we're talking about and we're not here at all to give credit to first world countries that are not dealing with this as a as a big issue we're here to talk about the 
the issue at hand and talk about the effects and the victims and things like that. So don't ever think we're here saying that America and Europe are somehow You'll better. You'll never find because... that on our podcast. No, no, no. So we're going to carry on. So one of the most alarming things to me, well, as if the whole thing isn't alarming, but the fact that you're going to be like impregnated at 13. I think that is something that is the most terrifying consequence of being a child bride is that there's no such thing as, okay, we'll wait until you're 18. Those men impregnate these children as soon as they get them. I'm talking 13-year-olds mothering children. children. I've seen so many... And you know what? When Cake said that this is something close to our hearts, it's because we've had family members in our lineage, in our ancestry, mm. that have experienced my, this. My grandmother got married when she was 16. No, that is, yeah. That is, that's grandmother. Messed grand, up grandmother. Like the mom's mom. One generation so, has passed. And guys. I had a grandmother, a great-grandmother, that was married at 14. And she had children by 16. And you think like, oh, what did that doesn't... Children like, by have, 16. No, have you ever seen... A, like, bro, if you don't have like a, a sister or a cousin in your close vicinity or whatever like that. Like, just think of your, yourself when you were 16. Like, what were you doing? Bro, yeah. you were stressing out about like... Maths. About maths or something. Yeah. Like, and like whether not... your crush liked you back. Yeah. You weren't there holding a human being in your body. And I think something else that is so downplayed is like the horror of pregnancy. Especially at that age. Because there's a huge misconception that because you're fertile you're or you're Christ. able to have children at that age which is like when you get your period that you should that have you children should, and that your body is prime time no your body is not even developed bro. tell you something okay sure. the human body is extremely flawed in the sense that it doesn't work chronologically yeah there's not a properly age, it's right? not like oh when you get your period at 12 that means you should be having children because that's your prime shut up medically biologically and safety wise the best time to have children is when your body is past the age of maturity, as in you're over 21, mm. your brain is fully developed, your body is fully mm. developed. That is when your quote-unquote prime for having mm. children is because you're a fully developed woman that can handle the horrors and the consequences of pregnancy. As a child, your body is still developing. You don't have the facilities, you don't have the brain, the, the, the mental capacity, the physical capacity, any of these things to have a child when you're still a child. I mean, the fact that when you are pregnant, the baby takes, like, nutrition straight from your body mm. to, like, you know, nourish itself. When you're a grown woman, yeah. you have the means to replenish. You have the means, and especially because you're able to access healthcare, which is a huge thing that doesn't yes. happen yes. for child brides. There's no access to healthcare. You're not going to the gynecologist mm. every month. You're mm. not getting supplements. You are barebacking this process, mm. just using your body as the vessel. And as a child, you are not even, your bones haven't even properly developed yet. Oh. You are nutritionally like malnourished because this child inside of you is like taking all of your nutrients and it says here early pregnancy is one of the most dangerous causes and consequences of this harmful practice girls married early are more likely to experience violence 
abuse, and forced sexual relations due to unequal power relations. They are more vulnerable to sexually transmitted infections, which is another thing, like I said, the lack of access to healthcare is detrimental because when you're being abused, when you're being violated, when you're being infected without consent, there's nowhere for you to turn to treat yourself. Mm. There's nowhere for you to turn to get aid or help. So these, is... these girls are dying. Dude, this is just something so jarring to me because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this and as if this isn't, you know, a topic that I heavily researched before. But it's still just so jarring to me. Like, I think something that we have <clears throat> as a privilege in an educated first world sort of um mm. forward thinking society is that we can look at these uh these topics as if they are just topics like as if they're not things that are actually happening to people because for some in the world there's that people that in. this is a reality for yeah and i just want to say you know before we move on to our next point as someone and like both t and i as people who have quite a heavy fear of pregnancy and we are like 21 years old mm. i cannot imagine like the the prospect of ever being pregnant is like a no for me because that it, it's not spoken about enough how much of like a life-ending like grueling painful insane experience that is because it's just like oh, you're bringing life to the world and it's like the the you are just a like a, a vessel, a vessel. Yeah. i think if you want to hear more about that we have an episode on postpartum depression and it goes into the horrors of pregnancy it goes into this insane de- like the, the 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 this body is, horror yeah. reality of so there pregnancy. is an episode on our spotify that talks in depth about that but just to preface or just to highlight that that is something that a lot of people take for granted that pregnancy isn't just this easy thing where a child is formed and popped out and you're okay and you're fine there's an insane process and there's a life or death uh chance that happens there so yeah like we're gonna move on to our second point or our third our yeah our next point which is with regards to the law so with regards to the law and child marriage child marriage or marriage without the free and full consent of both spouses is a human rights violation progressive legal frameworks are one element of the comprehensive response needed to successfully address child marriage um and this has been reflected by the girls not brides theory of change but i must say legally like it's not legal to do this yeah i think in most of these countries i say most because i think there are a few that don't Mm. speak on it at all but it is illegal for marriage with minors to occur it is illegal for child brides to be a thing and there is a legal theoretical framework in place but that's the problem is that it's mainly in theory and there is little to nothing done in terms of enforcing that legal theory and um, a lot of it goes under the radar because it is in areas that are a little bit less privileged in a little bit places where there isn't really um, awareness or there isn't really a spotlight so there isn't 
nobody really knows that this is happening. So if you don't know that something's happening, how can you, how can you react to it? How can you enforce anything on it? But also just a really lack of urgency from the legal system mm, mm. to deal with these things. I mean, it's not the top priority on the list of things that need to be dealt with, human rights violations that need to be addressed. And so it says here, uh, Pew looked at 198 countries and found that almost all in brackets, 100 and 192 of them have laws that specify when people can legally marry. Only six countries, which include Equatorial Guinea, Gambia, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, South Sudan, and Yemen, do not specify a minimum age for marriage. So that's why we were saying this is a, an issue most commonly seen in sub-Saharan Africa, which were the ones you know named you know, Somalia, South Sudan, all of those places. Um, Think about that. There's no minimum age for marriage. And so consent is not even like a consideration yeah. in the thing. Yeah. You could very well like pledge a four-year-old girl to a man and mm. be like, okay, that's that. You know, and this this is this is the world that we're in today. And then in some countries it's like you can legally marry, which is oh, which is something in South Africa where the legal age to get married starts at like i think it's 12 for girls and 14 for boys but you require the consent of yeah parental consent of your parents and i'm like but isn't that eradicated now wasn't that something that they eradicated because of the the ages being like inequality in, unequal unequal because it was 14 like for boys 12 for girls in the yeah. sense that they thought that girls are more mature at a certain age whatever the hell but apparently it was eradicated i think the yeah see under the children's mm. act 2005 the minimum legal age of marriage is 18 years for girls and boys however inconsistencies and loopholes exist throughout the legislation the marriage act allows girls to be married at the age of 15 with parental consent but maintains the minimum age of 18 for boys so when i was studying family law in like my legal degree this was first year this was in 2020 the laws had only been recently changed from like 12 and 14. Um, but now it's like, okay, 18 is the minimum age for boys. But for girls, if you want to get married from 15, you can obtain parental consent. I think it's like so that specifically thing about, about South Africa, yeah. Is the, the pledging of a girl yeah. to a man. So it's like they will marry her off when she's that age. And then when she's, a, when she's old enough, when she's 18 it will be like a legally forcibly or legally enforced marriage. Because this is mainly um, like traditional marriages or cultural marriages because I think like the parental consent comes in because there's no like consent in terms of like when you're not a when, major, when you're you, a can't, minor, you, yeah. can't, you don't have any legal autonomy. Yeah. So that comes in to just your legal capacity is limited yeah to do the paperwork and stuff like that but it is like i said a very culturally influenced thing i mean it comes from a patriarchal view that women are objects and possessions of men Mm. and things such as consent things such as ages of majority don't really matter as much when you're a girl because you are 
the property of some random man. Yeah, so according to Business Insider South Africa, the issue of child marriages is considered so serious that Justice Minister Ronald Lamola is now looking at putting in place legislation to outlaw Ukutwala. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. This is a customary practice originally used to pressure a bride's family into endorsing a marriage. The ritual involves a man abducting a young girl and forcing her into marriage, often with the consent of her parents. This is something that's still legally happening in South Africa in a lot of... Um, and it says there, but it has now morphed into the, the outright kidnapping, kidnapping of young girls. So in certain communities, if you like kidnap a girl, then you, you have the right to... You can have her, yeah. In 2023. As things now stand, children under the age of 18 can get married, but they will need the consent of a parent, guardian, or commissioner of child welfare before entering into a marriage under the Customary Marriages Act. Boys... Uh, younger than 18 years and girls younger than 15 years can also get married but they will require the consent of the minister of home affairs mm, for the marriage to go this. ahead this is why i hated doing family law um when i did it in my llb degree is because not because i'm like oh against like families and getting married but because there are still so many things legally upholding like backwards patriarchal systems mm. and like having the consent of your parents and your parents saying okay you doesn't can do much. do that because what if like like when you're a woman and you're born a woman a lot of the times just in communities you're you're viewed as a liability yeah your parents are not necessarily looking out for you yeah, so parents like, aren't always looking out for someone's best interest that's what i'm saying and yeah. and it says here the idea behind these concessions was to provide legal protection so funny for the partners and children in a customary marriage when one of the parties involved were below the age of 18 so i think involving the minister of home affairs was to like protect Mm. like but i think the difficulty improper practice the difficulty probably here is the fact that there's a lot of things that are culturally entrenched and i think that i don't know there's a point where you have to recognize some things are just not a good part of like a culture this was something that we also dealt with in first year we had a bit of a moral dilemma that we had to answer which is like culture it was a cultural morality type yeah of thing. and then there was a guy that stuck up his hand and he was like oh well in my culture this is how it is and like i don't think it should be changed because that's god's will or whatever the fuck and then a lot of the girls and the women of color and people in that community were like are you serious? Like, mm. are you so serious? Be so but real. But the thing is, for men, it's very easy to, like, and this this is why these type of things get upheld. It's because men can sit back and very easily believe and put their support behind these things because it doesn't affect them it in any personal way. And serious. because we're under a patriarchy and they hold the power dynamic, it will continue happening. So, like... That's that's why it's that's why it's happening because it's something that doesn't affect men but they give their opinions on and therefore but also it because they have happening. this idea that it's like a colonialist thing trying to dismantle cultures so it's like if we give in to that we're going to just have no culture of our own but they trying are trying so hard to protect their culture protect their culture by 
But like that to me is so backwards because at the end of the day, our cultures are not static. We do not have and, and we do not have to practice the same things that our ancestors yes. from two hundred years because ago were practicing. Because sometimes your ancestors are wrong. Because they're not relevant. First of all, secondly, they were based in nothing but like superstition and no facts, no science, nothing. Which science does not belong to the white man. Just so I can tell you that it's yeah. not a white man's thing. We we did have science. Uh, we had before, science guys. before them, and we will have science after them. So let's not talk about that. And thirdly. Um, like I said, cultures grow as time progresses. Mm. There's no such thing as, oh, because it was this way, it must be this way forever. But I also... We are able, as people of color, mm. as educated people of color, as culturally inclined people of color, as religiously inclined people of color, we're allowed to develop our cultures. Yes. We're allowed to make them better. We're allowed to evolve them mm. without the excuse of, oh, well, that's just a white culture. You're trying to whitewash. White, no, but... Like, this is the this is what I wanted to say. Um, isn't culture your people? And why would you not try to protect your woman? And that's all that I need to say. That's all that I need to say. Because a culture is a people. And a people should be protected. And if this type of culture is affording you all the benefits in the world to have as many, you know, wives and child brides as you want to. And we're not only talking about, like... We're talking about Indian culture as well. We're talking about... No, it yeah, was a thing. Like we're it's, not talking about like only black culture. We're talking about Indian yeah. culture. Like A lot of people of color or cultures of color mm. have very similar like stipulations and, and things that are followed. And there are certain things that need to be let go. Not for the sake of, of, of whitewashing and everything. For the sake of morality. White people didn't invent morality, guys. They colonized the whole world. Let's just relax, you know? Yeah. Like, we know that this isn't the what we're tending towards and you know what that's all i have to say on that guys like please do away with these toxic mindsets and recognize when you can honor your culture and actually bring a good name to it versus protecting something that is backwards Mm. also just like be more aware of the current living situation that this is a reality for many girls okay i'm not even gonna say young woman they're not even women yet they are girls yeah, they, they girls literal children they are children and there needs to be a change and where the change starts is in your head in your mouth as a man as a woman don't support these things yeah mostly as men anyway <laughs> anyway thank you for listening um yeah this was another one of our very serious topics so we hope you guys like were educated by it. the resources that we all that we cited and mentioned will be in our highlights and we'll put up a story and on our website as well and yeah our instagram is at tnk podcast and our links are in the link tree in the bio and we will see you guys next week